Hi, my name is Vera Kamara. This is Neil Kaplan. I'm Major Sam. Hey, I'm Spike Spencer. And you are listening. You are listening. And you're listening. You are listening to the House of Mario. To the House of Mario. To the House of Mario. To the House of Mario, you lucky devil. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, episode 55, and we are the Nintendo Podcast, a part of the Epic Collective. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my best buddy, Bryce DeWitt. Howdy ho. Howdy ho. I love your intros, like... <laughs> I don't know whether to expect, like, a hi, or hello, or howdy ho, doodly. <laughs> uh, this episode, we're talking about our Avcon experience last weekend, and we've got some cool interviews to interject into the episode as well. As uh, from indie developers, Will from Retrospect, and also the community manager from Nintendo Australia. Yes, indeed. We had a fun time interviewing all these people, actually. Yeah. Including, including the episodes we released last week. But yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. So this uh, AFCON was our first time going as media. That, that was an experience in itself. It was just kind of uh, <laughs> funny being there as... Uh, media, I guess. <laughs> it is, yeah. I, I, uh, it had been a long time since I'd been back to AFCON. Uh, I'm talking, jeez, maybe about four years, five years. So we, we better introduce it just in case someone's like missed the interviews, doesn't know what the hell we're on about. You know, they're from, you might be from America and Adelaide, have, yeah, Adelaide, no Adelaide, South, is. Yeah, Adelaide <laughs> and South Australia is a long way away. So AFCON is the video game and or anime and video game convention in Adelaide, South Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's like a real tight knit community. It's not like a huge thing like PAX or Comic-Con. I would, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to to to, to sort of clarify. Uh, in the southern hemisphere, it is the largest anime representation in a convention. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know what its competitors are, but a few. it doesn't really have any. Yeah, not really. Um, you know, we've got conventions around Australia that centre around pop culture and gaming in PAX and Supernova, but we don't have we like nowhere really has an anime convention per se. So it's the biggest anime convention in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. I keep bumbling that up. I don't know why. Um, and the video games, uh, the video game section is obviously not the biggest part, but the culture fits in well together. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Coke and pizza, or beer and pizza. Yeah, it beer just, and pizza. It just goes well together. It just goes well together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it was their first time going as media, and uh, the bit what stood out to me just at the very start, we're waiting for the opening ceremony to start, and we will. We went in. I, I noticed a couple of people who had media badges went into. The, the section where the artists were and that was shut off I'm, oh maybe we can get in there with these patches <laughs> yeah. so we go in there and we have a look and we sit down we have a look at our brochures and play some games on Switch or whatever and some guy comes up to us and he says hey guys are you oh no no don't worry like he saw our badges like, no 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 he left us alone <laughs> <laughs> that was weird for us because it's like I don't know obviously we'd been there as general public before it had been a while between since I'd, I was last there but um, as the general public you know you've got certain certain areas you can't be in or yeah. like very specific places that you can't really touch so going into that artist alley and then just sort of relaxing there while looking at everyone cramped over, <laughs> over in the other area is just kind of like oh well that was a bit different for us yeah. and like this 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 was after we had interviewed the four people that we did uh, yeah. from the episodes that we released last week so we were pooped by that point we were just like oh god let's just 
you know, we'll get through this, we'll get through this, we're tired, but... It was weird that we were allowed there, because it was just people setting up stalls, like, there wasn't even anything there. But... No, no, it was, yeah, it was just, like, the, half the artist alley was was set up, mm. and there was, there's a lot of talented artists in Adelaide and from the surrounds that sort of put their stalls up there, they sell some of their art pieces, and it's really good, you yeah. know? Um, so getting getting our first little look at that before Saturday when it just blew up was great. Yeah, you know uh, we got to go around and see all the neat things like those Pokemon cards that we really liked. Those were those were awesome. You had a lot of um, yeah. Someone drew their own Pokemon cards for like A three posters. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, that um, was super awesome. The only reason I didn't buy them is because previous years I spent way too many, uh, well, way, way too, too much, much money, money on, on just posters on like. posters. Yeah, which I haven't even hung up. Yeah, I've got ones that are framed. I still haven't hung them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the like the the surrounding community with the artists is obviously you know quite impressive. Mm. Uh, living like living in the city, that's you know you get a community there, and you put something like Avcon in the yeah. face. It's like we need to get in there. I mean, that's what I love so much about Avcon. There's just so many different tiny communities coming together. Like you've got the artists, you've got the you've even got like the Smash players, you've got the anime lovers, you've got. You know, there's even like you know a few card game lovers. Like it, it's awesome just seeing all these people come together. Recent, recent history and stuff as well, though. You've also got stuff like the speedrunners because now they're yes they're yeah. live they're live streaming speedruns there for you know charity work and stuff like that, which is awesome. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, being a and I've I've mentioned it in the past before, but GDQ like despite the there's controversy sitting behind that money does go to cancer research or. Doctors Without Borders or whatever, so I'm I'm into that speedrun marathon type quota. Mm. So seeing something like that at Avcon is great. I think that's awesome. Then in previous years we had attended tournaments as Smash players. Didn't didn't quite make the finals, but we were we're fringing it. We're doing all right. But um, and just watching how like that that community's developed and evolved over the years is. Pretty awesome as well. Yeah, and seeing how those GameCube controllers have really copped it as well. <laughs> oh god! Uh, so everything, everything at the convention uh, in terms of video game systems and stuff like that—that's all uh, donated for the convention by people who are willing to put the stuff out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, when I when I originally attended the convention, we had uh, Brawl was the game. Mm-hmm. Brawl was the game. It was interesting back then because I had all these GameCube controllers and stuff like that still operational. All that this year, it's it's starting to show where the donation controllers have been, like have come over the past five years. Yeah, the, the, we, we were using a controller, and uh, Bryce's was a bit worse than mine, but it had no rubber on the <laughs> control stick, and it just wobbled like it had no. Flip yeah, back it was like whatsoever. a Nintendo sixty four wobble. Yeah, it, it was, was that. It yeah, was that, that bad. bad. Yeah, and like you know, you can't you can't really fault that too much. I suppose if you want to bring your own controller and use your own controller, I, I would assume that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, but as as for the donation controllers, obviously they they've gone through their runs. They've been there at every every Avcon mm. since they've started doing Smash tournaments and stuff like that. You know they've they've got those systems available for people to play all day round or weekend round. So I mm. suppose it, it just comes down to like whether you're willing to bring your own tech and use it there. Yeah, I mean if if you're doing a tournament, you should bring your own controller just. In case someone rigs it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, you never know. I guess you. It's 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 something you can chuck in your backpack. And <laughs> Someone takes out your B button. Like, Who did this? 
<laughs> Can't use B moves anymore. <laughs> uh, let's jump. Let's jump to the start of the convention for us. So uh, Friday before the actual convention opened, we went and uh, interviewed the four guests. Hopefully, you guys might have seen or listened to by now. Yeah, I hope you did. I hope you did because they were good episodes. <laughs> they were really fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. What what an opportunity for us. Like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. J- like the opportunity, it probably costs a, it probably costs us more money than what we were getting out of actually, you know, whatever being the travel and all that, mm. but. Getting in for free, seeing all this stuff that was exclusive to us, that was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. was fantastic. You know, I, I love doing that. It was brilliant. We're just being able to sit down with uh, people that were, you know, so inspirational and yeah, love sure. what they do. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, talking to talking to Spike and Neil, like knowing that those two have been present in cartoons and video games I've consumed ever since I was like three years old. Yeah. You know, that's that's crazy to think of it like that. Even even older than that, obviously, but since that I've consumed anyway. Um and then the cosplaying community, uh obviously we are not not very into cosplaying as we are. I would be if I could if if I was talented enough to do it. If 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 the costume was just like here's a costume, I'd be more than happy to flaunt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. But I'm no, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a seamstress. I can't do that type of thing. Like even if you could do it, like a thousand, like you know, they put a thousand hours and thousands of dollars into these things. They like, absolutely do. And like talking to talking to Major Sam and Vera, yeah, uh, that was like talking to them about it. It's really impressive to see just like how much that community has grown in Australia. Passed through onto, you know, we've got Supernova. You got cosplays there. Pax cosplays there. Avcon, obviously, we had cosplays there. Um, and that community really apparently they really stick together like quite tight, which is fantastic. Yeah, well you have to because what's what like it's like a lot of things. Even with us with podcasting, what's the what's the point in doing it if you know you, you don't make friends, you don't talk to other people, you don't learn, you don't encourage. Like, there's no point. No, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And like seeing seeing cosplayers come to the convention and there as featured featured guests and stuff like that among among people like Spike and Neil, that's awesome. Vera and Sam were both lovely to talk to. They were absolutely awesome. Um, talking to them about their experiences, whether they were going overseas or working for major companies, or you know, even just working at other conventions. Yeah, um, you know, it was it was good to learn more about the scene from them, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's interesting to learn about how it's made because when you look at these cosplays, you're like, "Oh shit, that's cool." Yeah, you yeah, don't think you don't you don't think of everything that goes on in the background. No. Like I I do think about the time. Like, oh shit, that would have taken a long time to make. But you don't think about, oh look, just the just the fabric alone is six hundred dollars. Let alone the <sighs> the buttons cost another two hundred dollars. Then obviously the time and yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy. It's good on them. I hope they keep going and, and like keep loving it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, they've obviously within their own right of them of them doing it. They've been making a name for themselves and they've got a following and um, it really shows through the hard work and effort that they've put into doing it. Um, so congratulations to them on being able to succeed so hard into something that, you know, a decade ago was a pretty niche thing for Australia. It was, yeah. It was a very niche thing for Australia. That's really impressive. So well pe- done to them. Yeah, too. people are just warming up to it now, especially with Avcon. It's just... Um it's just near the footy ground. <laughs> yeah. Near yeah. the major footy ground in the middle of the city in Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. So uh, a lot of the times on the Friday, you'll have people going to Avcon dressed up in the, you know, big bright pink hair and whatever. <laughs> you, you, you also have the crowd going to like, the footy. Mm-hmm. So like the earlier days, you know, the footy people were like, oh, what are these, you know, you know, the typical stuff, the footy players the, picking on the nerds. Typical Australian. Yeah, typical Australian just, you know. But now I feel like that's, you know, sort of, 
waning a bit. People are Avcon's being around long enough. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think you know you're always going to have those people like that's weird or whatever. Yeah. Well, we we actually had we actually had that um, on the way to Avcon, didn't we? And we weren't. I we weren't even dressed. We, I was just wearing like a. Like a, we had a backpack. We had backpacks. On I us. just had jeans and a backpack or something on. And and there's a, there's a guy like he was obviously a builder. He had his like fluoro uh, vest <laughs> fluoro on and vest stuff. On, He's yeah. like, oh, is Comic Con on? And at the time, San Diego Comic Con was on. So just like yeah, <laughs> in, in the US, we're like yeah, man, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not going there, but yeah, <laughs> it is on. Yep, it's certainly a thing that's happening right and now. And we we just had the we just had the. Like the tag, like Avcon tag. We didn't have, you know, bright pink hair or we no, no. dressed up or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, we um yeah, we didn't have anything that could be totally inconspicuous. So or obviously picking out for something. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um so but people who aren't in that like in that gaming anime world, they just they can't really uh, they, they don't comprehend it. They can't comprehend it, and they don't like it. Some of them, they just. But you know, the, 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 that spreads across all sort of you know uh, recreational cultures. Yeah. You know, you get people <laughs> that don't play footy and stuff like that, and they're just like, oh, it's such a bonehead, like a bonehead community. Of like, oh, I don't want to be involved in that or whatever. And then it's the same vice versa. They're just like, oh, look at these nerds. I don't, I don't want to be a nerd. And in the end, like, it's conf- it's conflicting cultures. Yeah. Um, but now, it, obviously, it used to get a lot more ridicule as. Australian is like a backbone uh, working man and footballer's country when everybody drinks <laughs> beer. So uh, it, it didn't really have much of a, didn't really have much of a standing against it now. But Avcon has become such a big event for Adelaide, um, especially now paired with, uh, this year they were paired with Hydro World as well. Yeah. Um, but explain what Hydro World is because we didn't even know yeah. until halfway through. <laughs> real, real, real quickly, we go into it. Um, so uh, this year, Avcon had teamed up with Hydro World to pro- to provide like a dual convention to take up the whole center. Yeah, um, Hydro World is uh, anywhere from you know the robotics and the future of technology and stuff like that as yeah. well. Like, and it was funded by the government, so it was like a government funded yes. thing to show off technology and that to sort of try and bring it down to South Australia. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and as as somebody as uh, well, we we didn't get access to Hydro World per se, but we did participate in an event at the end of Avcon. Uh, Hydro World was doing their own thing out. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. Out at the waterfront, uh, and it was cool. We had uh, we were with a friend of ours who lived in Adelaide. He's obviously made a bunch of friends in his own community. Game developer he is, um, and uh, he had one of his friends. Uh, he, one of his friends was helping the tech guys at Hydro World because they were displaying like. Uh, well, picture on a yeah. water screen in the river. Yeah, they were basically shooting up water and it was just making like a... A projected a, screen. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. So you're just seeing this on just water being sprayed over the uh, river. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was damn cool. But they hooked up an Atari 2600 to it. We played Pac-Man on it. Yeah. That was so cool. Um, so it was it was really good to see those two conventions sort of convene this year and provide something that, you know, if you went to one convention, if you bought an all-round pass or something like that, you could experience two different things while you were there. If you're like, you know what, I'm going to go over to Hydro World, check some of that stuff out, then come back to Avcon later when maybe things were either quietened down or, you know, something like that. It was good. Mm. So, um, I yeah. I like the direction that they're going in with it. I think it's good to compare it with another convention to give it a bit more strength. <laughs> I can't wait till that water screen becomes like... Uh 
ready for commercial <laughs> use. So yeah. like you're playing, you're playing online Splatoon or something. So like, oh god damn it, my bloody water screen, <laughs> I couldn't see it properly or something. It's getting blown by the wind. <laughs> yeah, which was a problem while we were there. But you know, still playing Atari, playing the Atari, playing Pac-Man in the middle of the river with a bunch of people sitting there watching, eating their food from the, yeah. from the stalls. That was that was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, playing Pac-Man on the screen was certainly some something different. Mm. Uh, one of the coolest things about Avcon, I feel like, is the indie games room. Basically, heaps of uh, indie developers from Adelaide come together and they show their game off at Avcon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of the, how many uh, games were there this year, but there were, there were a lot. Twenty plus this year, but also the indie games room has a bit of a history of like being the sort of launch point for obviously many different companies and games. Yeah, um, because Adelaide is such a big game development city. Uh, Hollow Knight was there. <laughs> Yeah, Hollow Knight was it at the indie game room, and not, look at that now. Yeah, not this year. But not this year, no. Yeah. But um, previous like, years, yeah. Previous years, Hollow Knight was at the indie game room, and look where it is now. Yeah, because that's Adelaide developed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's Adelaide developed. So, um, it's just it's crazy seeing something like that. Like it's it's it has the potential to be such a big platform to, for people to you know come and do whatever. There were people from who were organisers for other conventions there. I'd noticed that actually picked up a couple of conversations. Mm. Um. They had at the, at the. Do you remember the vir, the virtual? Well, the virtual machine thing. That yeah, we were playing. yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a guy there, and he was like, "Oh, did you guys want to come to the convention in Melbourne? I can't remember exactly what convention he was representing, but he said, do you he, guys." Uh, he, he said Canberra, Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Better yeah. explain what that was. It was basically like a. <laughs> I can't. It was really strange. It was, it was a thing that vibrated up and down, and it had light coming out of it, and it made three D models. When, yeah, when it vibrated, it basically made a hologram, mm-hmm. and you could play a game on it. It was like a sword fencing game, and it was good, but like uh, it's, it's not practical for gaming. Yeah, it really hurt my eyes. It was like playing the Virtual Boy almost. It was, it was far from practical for gaming, but they said it's got a million other uses as well. Like it could be used in the medical industry and stuff like yeah. that to sort of measure certain yeah. things particularly better and cool concept cool concept yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. cool concept and even displaying something like that at avcon like in the indie games room it might not have it might not be used for a, uh, a gaming standpoint later but if somebody walks through and sees that and they go what do you intend to use this for and they say well this and then the right person just has to come along and be like you know what we can actually use that play the legend of zelda on it <laughs> I mean, I was thinking more about sitting it in a hospital and saving somebody's life with it, but, you know. <laughs> they save their life with The Legend of Zelda. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was 20-plus uh, games uh, twenty plus games in the indie games were in this year. Was it only 20? It felt like 50, <laughs> honestly. I said 20-plus. Plus, so you actually don't know. I okay. actually, I'm, a, I'm actually not 100% sure. I think it's more like around the, around the loops of maybe about 40 to 50. So we played a bunch of them. Uh, we didn't get time to play all of them because obviously the indie games room can be quite, can, we be, can be quite full. Yeah, and a lot of them were, you know, student projects that were been in development for three months. So you know, there's a lot of uh, buggy games and stuff like that, but it, mainly because of the short development. And, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Short development, like obviously, uh, there's some games there that were like fairly well, pretty close to complete. You know, you had games like Brief Battles and stuff like that that yeah. were you know, quite there. Um, but it's really interesting just to go around the indie, indie games room and just see like all these different, all these different ventures that people are sort of following. Um, you know, there were people there that were developing for Switch. There were people there developing for PC, Xbox, you know, a whole, a whole range of things really. Yeah. So it's, it's just really interesting to see from like that perspective, like uh, the Adelaide gaming community sort of 
game development community sort of rising up and trying to push there. Yeah. Now it's awesome to see because Melbourne is the place to be as far as game development is, but it's awesome to see Adelaide really Adelaide's really pushing coming it. and kicking ass, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's you know, it's up and coming to be like one of the top competitors yeah. in Australia, which is it's great for us. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great for us because we obviously we love video games. Um and we we live near there. And we live near there. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. And yeah. All right, Bryce, this seems like a good place to put the interviews we've done at AFCON in the Indie Games Room. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I reckon uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, so you guys are here at the Indie Games Room uh, with Space Beards. So tell us a bit about your game, guys. Uh, well, uh, why don't you the pitch Morgan? You give it pretty yeah, well. Yeah, okay. So you play as a jiggly space pirate dwarf, and you are tasked to make sure that your ship does not explode. It is the worst ship in the entire galaxy, and it will explode at any given point. But you got to fix all the objectives, fend off all the asteroids that are coming your way, yep. and just stay alive, really. Oh, fantastic. Well, Bryce and I just had a go. It's a lot of fun. It's Reminds us of Overcooked, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sort of uh, co-op, working together frantically experience is yeah. what we were aiming for. Yeah. 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 Better way to describe it. Yeah. you got to come a bit closer, Bryce. Well, sorry, mate. I'll come a bit closer. <laughs> is it hurting your ears yet? No, not yet. All right, okay. <laughs> Do you want to hurt my ears? No? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't answer that. <laughs> So if, if, they, if anyone wants to have a look at your game, wants to have a try, um, where can we direct them? Uh, if they go to angrycactusgames.com, there is a free download for anyone to try and find out more about the game. Awesome. Yep. On, uh, on PC? Yes, currently yes. just on PC. Uh, only uses controllers currently. Yeah. But but it's, yeah. Um, yeah, so you can play one to four players, uh, but we recommend that you play with more than more than one person yeah. it's a bit, bit of a lonely experience you won't have much luck saving your ship otherwise will you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> alright guys thank you very much thank you I'm here talking to the developer of Space Tug Sean how you going mate not too bad mate. how are you yeah not too bad so uh, tell us a little bit about Space Tug uh, so Space Tug is a, uh, it's a space logistics physics based sort of thing so you'll be flying around kind of like a space forklift um, and doing some, uh, some menial tasks basically uh, junk and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Very nice. So how long have you been working on it? Uh, so we've been on for three months at this point. Three months? Very nice. Uh, and where can they find your game, Sean? Uh, so it's currently on the Google Play Store. We've got about an hour of content on there. Um, you can head to spacetug.net and find links there. Very nice. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. No, no. Hey guys, I'm here with Andrew from Juicy Cupcake. How are you going? Hey, good, thanks, mate. Uh, you're here in the uh, Indie Games room with uh, Brief Battles. Yeah, so, that's right. So tell us a little bit about your game and what it's all about. Yeah, so it's a couch party game where you fight your friends using superpowered underpants. So a bit of a, just a laugh out loud uh, brawler. You can get all ages in there, have a few laughs, play different uh, strange modes. We've got like a classic battle where you run around for free-for-all, popping each other, um, hold the gold bear buns, things like that. You start out naked, running around, trying to get the only pair of underpants in the game. And we've got a whole lot of uh, single-player content and co-op content in there now too where you can battle creatures and do challenges. And, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's coming together. Yeah, like the last time I played at PAX Australia, I can see like the amount of sheen and polish that's been on it since then. And have the um, single-player uh, 
has the single player content been introduced since then or was it uh, yeah then? so I think last year PAX even we were only still showing that one classic battle mode about 40 maps uh, now we've got all 50 arenas in there um, with like a new desert region we've got um, all the single player content it's the first time we've ever shown it today actually um, so yeah there's probably about 5 hours of content sitting in there that oh, we've wow. never shown before awesome. in single player um, and pretty much you're looking at pretty much the full game here there's one mode we're not showing which is knockout and knockout high health they're kind of like two varied multiplayer modes that are quite different. One's really like fast and short, high skill level. One of them is like more of a avoid each other with a high skill level as well. Um, but they'll be on show soon. They got announced yesterday. Um, yeah, we've got two new heroes in here as well. So that's all new content from uh, since last year. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm a big Super Smash Brothers fan, so having like a like a, another party game like this to be able to sort of just muck around and play with your friends is fantastic. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Like we've always kind of wanted that local experience where you can just get a few friends and have a laugh and yeah, just get together. You don't always get to play these sort of games, but when you do, it's worth it, right? Yeah, fantastic. So, what platform uh, is this game available on, or will uh, it be available? On? Yeah, so it's going to be coming out on uh, PC and Xbox One, and the aim is this year. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, so, if people want to check out more, where can they go? Uh, briefbattles.com is probably the best place to go, I'd say. Yeah, so yeah, if you want to get on it, we've got a Steam page right now as well that you'll be able to link to from there if you want to wishlist it and follow the game. So, All right. cool. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much, Andrew, for your Thanks, time. Mate. Thank you. Cheers. So let's talk a little bit about the games that we played at the Indie Games Room. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first game, we first and foremost, is uh, we approached was Space Beards. Mm-hmm. Now, Space Beards is made by Angry Cactus Games, who actually happens to have one of our friends as a developer of it. Yeah. The premise of the game is to get away with your booty by keeping your ship prepared and not die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you play as jiggly space pirate dwarves yeah. uh, that have no arm physics. <laughs> it is great, too, because like it's made by a friend from high school. Mm-hmm. And just, just the concept of it is fun <laughs> yeah yeah the concept of it is absolutely yeah. solid and like it's been in development for three three months so barely anything really mm-hmm. yeah and to be able to play that mm-hmm. yeah if it feels a lot like uh like overcooked like the premise is just yeah the premise is pretty much overcooked yeah working together to help fix the ship so keep yeah. it afloat yeah obviously obviously not obviously not exactly the same um but uh you know the the amount the amount of uh like comedic sort of barge they could they could achieve with what they have is great too. Mm. You just you literally just space pirates who are the size of dwarves running around with arms in the air flailing around. <laughs> so they, they were just like I remember I remember Riley said something along the lines of like you know we we decided to try and do something about the arms but we could only sort of come up with like a Minecraft esque walk. Yeah, yeah. And we thought that that wasn't really good enough, so we just left them with jiggly arms because it just looks like they're panicking all the time. <laughs> and it's great. It's great. It is, yeah. Um, I, I hope that... Uh, I, th- I think uh, Riley said something about taking a break, but you can actually download this game for free um, right now to give it a crack. Yeah. Uh, it's only available on PC, and you can only play it with a controller at the moment. But you can download it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link in the show we'll notes. We'll link, yeah. link in the description, and you can give it a crack. Uh, so do you want to talk about Brief Battles because you've had plenty of experience with this one yeah so I sat down with Brief Battles I played it at a couple of PAXs um, the game isn't coming to Switch it's coming to PC and Xbox as you've already heard <laughs> but uh, it's it's a lot, sort of a lot like Smash Brothers it's uh, it's not like a lot like Smash Brothers but it's the same premise four, four people trying to kill each other you get different items different abilities four people duking it out yeah duking it out Yeah, yeah. like you don't knock each other off you just sort of kill each other and you respawn 
Yep. But and, yeah. and then whoever accumulates yeah. most points. Yeah. And like as they said in the uh, interview, um, like all like there's all new story mode and all that since I last played it too. So that'd be a lot of fun to play. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. The game was looking very like very well complete almost like uh, at the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very obvious that a lot of love went into this game and it's certainly a very fun game. Yeah. Um this is the first time I'd played it. My initial impressions were this is this is damn fun. This is a really good indie game. So yeah. like I'm I'm hoping that uh those boys can get everything polished up and then what they need to do and we get they get a really smooth release because I would buy the game. Yeah. yeah no, I'm keen to sure. buy it as well. It like it will be a great Switch game if they ever decide to I hope port it to Switch, yeah. I th- I think it'd be great with four Joy-Cons and yeah, just literally anywhere. I think it'll be really nice because, like, unlike Smash Brothers, where you need the triggers and everything, I feel like that game you don't need it as much. You just need no. Just, you just need your face buttons and your de- and your D pad or yeah. control stick or whatever. Yeah, control stick, jump, attack. Yeah, is basically what you need for that game. And um, unless they put wave dashing in there, and you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I I'd, I'd I'd like to mention that I'm pretty impressed with it, and I'm glad that you know it would it's it's one of the games closer closer to release. Yeah, so if you have an Xbox One or a PC, go and buy it on there. Support a local Adelaide developer. Absolutely. Um, they didn't say when it was quite going to be finished, but... This year sometime. This year yeah. sometime. Um, so, yeah. As they already heard. <laughs> <laughs> they already know this. Yeah, 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 you would have heard it in the interview. Um, <laughs> we also we also talked to Sean, who's the developer of uh, Space Tug, which is also a game you can download right now. Um, Space Tug is available on... Android, I think at the moment he we said. played it on Android, yeah. We played it on Android. Um, so basically, it's a, a space physics simulator. Uh, well, a space physics ship simulator um, using uh, magnets as a primary draw to the game, and using those magnets to manipulate the world. Um, it's short demo at the moment. I think it, I think it's about. He said it's about an hour long with his multiple playtime testings. Um, that that was the fastest time he finished it in. So for a normal person, it wouldn't be that long. For no. someone who doesn't know the game as well as the actual designer, but yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so the game is the game is primarily based around you are a ship and you've got to like fortify your defenses and stuff like that uh, per level. Um, so for example, uh, the first level that we've got to play, uh, we had to pick up trash get rid of that trash <laughs> had to go and uh, redock and undock spaceship had to place turrets so that your your like uh, your mothership was defended and then you had to go back to the garage that was a level complete so it is a stage based system uh, you uh, use the magnets and stuff in particular ways in order to achieve your goal and look it's a lot it's it's perfectly fine for an android game I quite <laughs> I, I quite liked it wow yeah it's a, look, this is another game that's only been in development for a few months as well and I, I said to him I'm like wow like even the assets and that I'm surprised you got them done in three months let alone yeah, exactly like that, an hour long demo yeah that, that's what I mean um, it's it's uh, the, the only reason I say it's perfectly fine is because uh, obviously there's not a lot of there's not a lot of port potential at the moment no no do you know what I'm saying I, I enjoyed it I got it done I think I think I finished the first level within about 10 minutes <laughs> something like that and I quite enjoyed it yep um, I, <laughs> I sucked at this game yes yes you did <laughs> I'm not gonna lie yeah uh, I absolutely it, it sucked. Could be my experience playing with a lot of, a lot of like stuff like asteroids and stuff like that. I'm just used to the physics of space. See, I'm not that bad at asteroids, but I just, I was getting frustrated as well. I just want to snap this thing in half. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't, you couldn't quite get a hold of it. 
Yeah. I, I finished it in a I finished it at a duly time. I would have liked to turn around and go, Oh, it's not my fault, it's the game's fault. I think <laughs> tell the developer that. Here's the thing though, and <laughs> here's the thing though, and if he ever does listen to this, I hope he takes it on board. I think it's a game that could work really well on controller. Yeah, definitely. Cause I, I think it'd work really well on controller. Yeah. Um, and I think like uh, I, I know it's only in development for Android and iOS at the moment, especially with dual sticks. Like yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because you've got like you've got one thumb controlling left or right, you've got one controlling throttle and reverse. Mm-hmm. So having the two sticks, I feel like you know, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the touchscreen controls are the drawback for me, only because um, I can imagine a game like this being played on dual sticks and functioning really well. Yeah, uh, and if you're into if if you're into um, like objective based. Uh, objective-based level completion and stuff like that. I feel like it could be a really solid game um, and I hope that they find a way to implement joystick support or something like that because that would be really fun to play on mm. controller. That would be great. It, it, will be, it would be a great Switch game if they could find the resources and the time to, to get it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it it, it all, yeah. all depends on um, how, they, how well they perform on app stores and stuff like that as well too, though. Yeah. which is a draw for a lot of games in the uh, indies room because obviously to pay for a license... To get your game on app stores, it's not that expensive. No, nowhere near. It's like ninety dollars yeah. or something per yeah. app store. It's it's not very expensive, so um, it's a big draw for them to be like, "Hey, we can put this on the app store and people can play it there." Hmm. Uh, it's a lot easier to get into than I don't know approaching Sony or Nintendo and being like, "Let's put your shit on the marketplace." Look, our shit on the marketplace. So I understand why, like, there was a lot of them there that went for that primarily, yeah. especially for like teams of three or four or yeah. five. Yeah, like, like you've you've got like breakout successes like Hollow Knight, but Hollow Knight Team Cherry were in talks with developing Hollow Knight years before the Switch was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like that game was originally coming to Wii U, like because that was in the indie games room and packs for yeah, probably. I remember seeing Hollow Knight there years and years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, maybe coming to Wii U, and I remember just going, "Wii U, what? It's coming to Wii U? Oh, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> that's initially what caught my eye because it's just it, it was strange seeing a game come to Wii U and nothing else apart from PC. Yeah, yeah, and now it's slowly coming to everything, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so we really enjoyed talking to developers. We got to talk to. Uh, we tried to get an interview with a couple more that weren't really interested, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. To be honest, uh, but there was there's a lot of games. There was a few games there this year that um, had interests in the uh, Switch as a platform. So I really hope you guys uh, manage to see them in the future. Yeah, if you're ever going to Avcon, PAX, or, or even Comic Con, or wherever you're going, always call into wherever the indie games are because they are some of the most interesting, innovative. Absolutely, cool games, and like the, especially the developers are that happy to talk to you most of the time <laughs> because they're trying to push their game and they're passionate. They're not just there; they're not just the marketing guy hired by you know Sony or whatever it might be. Like they're actually really keen to try and like get people to play their game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's funny how much how much bug testing they're doing there on the day as well. Yeah, because the thing is, is like they a lot of the time it's just them play testing. Yeah. So a lot of people that uh, come in, they play the, they play the game differently, and they'll find a different bug to a different mm. scenario. So. If it's just the three developers and they're playing playing the game, and you get you know, two hundred people throughout the day, mm-hmm. it's a lot more people playing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In different yeah. ways and trying to push different things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So um, like and, and again, an avenue like that for them. Um, they also got their own individual passes as exhibitors, showing off their stuff at Avcon, which. You know, which is good. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that creators can get in there easily enough and 
put out their own wares. And does it, does it make you off? wish you could go and like make something in three months and be like, show it off at Avcon? That'd be awesome. <laughs> How cool would yeah. that be? Yeah, it would be cool, but um, I, I have no <laughs> discernible talent <laughs> in, in video game creation. Well, so. A lot of people don't have talent. You've got to... You've got to earn it. You've got to work for it. You've got to learn. Yeah, I know. But like, I've got nothing to start me off in that industry, which is why I'm talking about it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 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 But um, in saying that in itself, I think, I I think that, uh, you know, criticism can be just as much as a cup. Um, but no, uh, we had, a, we spent a lot of time in the indie games room this year, even if it was just to talk to people and we really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to the, um, three developers there that allowed us to talk to them about their games. I, I personally enjoyed all three. I thought it was really good. Um, and I hope you guys find more success as you go on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next up, we went into the team retrospect area. So this place was just full of retro consoles, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, Philips CDI, Virtual Boy, and like any old console, handheld, you could just go in and pick it up and play it. Literally anything you could put your hands on. I think this place was my favourite place at Avcon. I think so too. Um, Only because because I got to play with hardware I'd never touched. I never thought I would touch in my life. Yeah, so we're in there with, oh look, look a Super Nintendo, oh that's cool, yeah. Oh, look, a Famicom. Cool. You don't see Famicoms that often in, you know, rural South Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a Virtual Boy. So we went straight. <laughs> we, we, we were watching some guy play the Virtual Boy, waiting for our shot. And, you know, he walked off with his eyes bleeding. And we're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the game they had playing on the Virtual Boy was a pinball. Pinball, yeah. So th- I've never played a Virtual Boy before. So that was the first game I got to play. And you're playing it. And the first minute you're thinking, ah, oh, it's not that bad. Then you notice the reds are getting darker and darker. Yep. You're like, oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I explained it to Bryce earlier. It's a bit like um, you're about to die in Call of Duty and like, there's blood splatter <laughs> all over the screen. You're like, oh, that's what my eyes actually feel like. <laughs> and and for, like, the rest of that day, my I felt like the strain in my head. Mm-hmm. And I might have been playing for five minutes. Maybe not even that, honestly. Yep. Like you can see how... Like if you're into a game, like if you got like you know one of that one of the Wario games or something on Virtual Boy, and you actually wanted to finish it, you got you, addicted to it. <laughs> and you, and, yeah, you got addicted to it. You really want to play. Your head would be in two. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't get headaches that easily either. I'm not like some people who get migraines. See, it's a really strange machine too, though. Like it just in just in general, not not just not just because like the concept is like what we, what was Nintendo thinking at the time, um, but uh, just. Actually, using the thing was a really odd experience in general, because at first, when I initially saw the Virtual Boy as a kid and wondered what the hell it was about, it was just like, "How would that even work? How are you going to listen to the the music and stuff like that?" That was the weirdest thing for me. Mm, yeah, it was you put your, you put your eyes on the goggles. You can't hear anything from outside being like out being outside of it, right? You put your eyes on the goggles and then all of a sudden you get this stream of audio coming from the side of your eyes going into <laughs> your ears. It was so strange. It, it, it's the magic of the Virtual Boy, Bryce. It just beams it into your earlobes. That's... I was just like, what is going on with this thing? And I sat there and I played it for a solid 10 minutes. I'm like, great. I've done that. I'll never have to do it again unless I see Mario Tennis or <laughs> something. So, you see, yeah. You'll see a hit game on the Virtual Boy. You're like, oh, I've got to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's only 20 so games on the Virtual Boy, so you'll be able to 
play them all eventually. If yeah, you, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you should do a you should do a stream one day if you could if you could somehow like hook up the Virtual Boy to oh god y- your stream on Twitch. Like, all right, I'm doing a 24 hour Virtual Boy stream. No, 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 God, no, dear lord. Everyone in the everyone, everyone in the chat's like, dude, play Splatoon or something. Just do something <laughs> else, please. Speaking of Nintendo, we did play something else of uh, relative interest to me and my young memehood. Yeah, and that was a Philips CDI. Uh, that was, was interesting. You were, you were excited to see it until you picked up the controller. Yeah, well, look, I wasn't excited to see it. I'm like, okay, I have to play it. Like, I have to No, play you it. were excited. You went, ooh! I'm like, oh my god. City eye. <laughs> it literally looked like it, it looked like a tape recorder. A I huge, shit you not. A huge like a tape, tape recorder. recorder. Yeah, it, it did. Like, it was like the size of the original Xbox. Oh god, yes. It was, it was, it was crazy. You know, is it only a 16-bit system? It had to... Is it 16-bit or is it a bit more? Or 32? 32, 32-bit. 32 so, yeah. uh, and and it had and it had you know how on old tape recorders they had the old digital clock based thing that told you when it was playing and stuff yeah had that but it said Philips CDI and I was just like what the well I guess that's what they made that's what Philips makes yeah they just, yeah so they just, I know they yeah. put guts inside of a similar looking thing yeah for sure uh, but we the game that was on display was Hotel Mario mm. by God that was not only awful to play and confusing the controller the controller was not good <laughs> no it was like playing lit, like on a Actual TV remote. It was it was it was insane. With a low battery, you know what it's like trying to turn on a TV with like you're no trying batteries? to jump and you're like smashing the button down, <laughs> like it was. God, it was awful. Um, I'd 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 known it was bad, yeah. and I also knew the Virtual Boy was bad. So <laughs> I kind of kept them on the same level of like, wow, I guess they're both kind of crappy consoles. <laughs> so I never thought the Philips CDI would be that bad, and I feel really bad for like. Didn't you? Really? You didn't think it was no, no, bad? No, 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 no. Like in terms of... Um, obviously, I knew the, the Philips City I was bad. But I feel like... It, and I know I'd already played Wand of, uh, Wand of Gamelon yeah. on my PC. As hard as that console is to bloody emulate. You know how hard it is to emulate that Yeah, console? I know the, the stupid length you went to get it working. It's awful. Um, uh, so I've played it. I already knew the, just the gameplay and the generality of the Philips City I was awful. But... The controller was the thing that threw me off the most, and now I have the utmost respect for people like Game Grumps that I've seen play those damn games to near or completion, because that would drive me insane. Trying to jump in Hotel Mario, you smash the button three times to try and get a jump out of it, and you finally did, and then you didn't know what you were doing. Because- yeah, I went, I went in the door. I'm like, well, am I just hiding in the door? Because I sort of expected that, like, when you play Mario, when you go through a door, you expect to pop out in another door. You do, yeah. So that's what I was sort of expecting. I'm like, all right, so I'm just hiding in this door to avoid <laughs> the Goomba. So I come out, I press the button down to come out. Like, oh, he's not coming out. Press again, not coming out. Pressing, press, 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 press. I come out, then there's the Goomba, and I die. I'm like, oh, well, that's enough of this that's, game. That's Hotel Mario. <laughs> Um, I just I just want the toaster scene uh, cut scene. That's all I want. <laughs> Here's the problem: too many toasters. <laughs> Dinner. Dinner. Um, <laughs> they they had a, they had uh, a whole plethora of other stuff there that we didn't quite get to. Yeah. You had the uh, so yeah. Let's talk about the good things there. Yeah. there plenty of good things. Obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. Obviously, all the old school Mario's. You sat down with Mario Sunshine and for like two hours because I miss Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was good because that was at the end of the day, and you were playing Mario Sunshine without the memory card. So when you died, you literally went to the very start again. Yeah, and I was just chilling out on Captain Toad. Yeah, end uh, of Sunday, I was just like, I want to play a video game, and then I'm like, Super Mario Sunshine. I fucking love that game so i got on the yeah. console and i played you know so that was that, w- that was good mm. i think my, that was the best part about retro <laughs> my my favorite thing to play there was taiko drum master on the ps2 
Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I always wanted to try this game because in high school I played drums and I still would play drums if uh, I set them up in my new place, which is in town now. So <laughs> I'm not too confident. But my neighbour is actually a drummer and I can hear him from my house. So <laughs> so he probably won't have a problem with me doing it. No, I doubt it, yeah. But anyway, I really wanted to try this game and it's quite a niche game. No one I know has it. So getting to sit down and play it, I'm like, well, this is really fun. Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 And I feel like it. I get like the same... Because um, from, from Guitar Hero... Uh, you didn't get that because like the it was trying to simulate all the tom toms, all the snares, the the crash, everything. Yeah, and it was yeah. all in the wrong spot, so it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Whereas this felt like you're just doing drum patterns on the snare. Yeah. Which is which is great, and like with the actual drum controller, it felt like a actual drum. Felt like an actual skin. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So um, it's it actually just got announced that it's coming the Switch um November second. Yeah, it's not yeah. coming with the controller, so I'll think, I'm going to actually import a controller, the drum controller. From oh, so you can actually get a controller for the Switch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Just goes into USB into the dock, and oh, I, see they've sweet. they've got an accessory too, so you can in portable mode you can dock the Switch and put USBs into it, <laughs> so you can have four drum controllers on a dock Switch. Oh my god! Probably don't need to do that. Probably just play it on the TV, guys. <laughs> but it's, it's the Switch one has the Joy Cons too. Yeah, but I heard that's hit and miss. And yeah. you, you know what Joy-Cons are like, you know, re- getting to the Switch when you've got the TV. See, that's got me interested now. It's just a shame that it's in the, min- like in the middle of, like, game release hell. Yeah, exactly. But I... I, I, enjoy- I want a drum controller. <laughs> I want to play that game again. It was I'm fun. actually I'm actually that ke- that keen for that game, but come November and it's in the midst of, you know, Spider-Man and all these huge games, even Pokemon, mm. I'm still going to get it, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I... To be honest... Um, to be honest, I'd I'd probably get it myself as well if it weren't for the fact of like Pokemon Red Dead, yeah, and stuff like that. And I'm not a very rich person, so um, I mean, neither am I. But <laughs> I'm less rich. <laughs> we'll talk about the Battle of the Poor later. <laughs> Are you kidding? I've got no money. I've got even less money. <laughs> I'm in debt. <laughs> um, I owe drug dealers. <laughs> I owe corporations that sell drugs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I, I want to get it, but I would want it with the drum controller as yeah. well. I don't I don't feel like you know. So it's it's gonna be to... it's gonna be an expensive controller. By the time you import, it's gonna be hundred and something bucks. Oh, yeah. I checked Play Asia. I think it was eighty American. So you're paying you know postage and the extra Australian tax and yeah. I guess so. I I, w- I would like to import it though. Mm. Regardless, that'd be so, cool. So then we can, you can come over to my place. We go exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, we had a lot of fun playing that while we were no, Honestly, I absolutely no. Loved it was it. fun. It was really it. good. I yeah. have not had that much fun uh, since like with a rhythm game since I played guitar here. Especially because I'm really, really, really looking for an awesome rhythm game just to suck me into on Switch. Oh yeah, I know you are. Because <laughs> I really loved Hatsu Miku on um on Vita and PS4. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for something on Switch to get me. Like, like I know there's... A, what are those games called? Um, was it... Such with a V? Voice. Voice. Yeah, see, I played the demo of that. It didn't really... Didn't It didn't... It, no, it doesn't It doesn't itch the same scratch. No, it didn't. Yeah, not, it, not quite, but... Didn't scratch the same itch, yeah. 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 I know what you meant. <laughs> so did they. <laughs> either, either or. Ketchup, ketchup. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Potato, potato. Um... <laughs> Um, but you know apart from that as well they also had like a whole handheld station which was awesome to sort of go back and play I used to have a Game Boy Advance I hadn't touched a Game Boy Advance since I got rid of mine when I was like 12 Mm. so it was really interesting to pick up a Game Boy Advance again play one of them 
Um, they had some really oddity systems there as well. Like there was a, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was a card-based PC system. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot as well. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's the thing is there were so many consoles there that like they've completely lost to history. Like, you, you don't even know they exist until you, like, see them in a place like this. And you're yeah. like, what is this? Honestly, you don't think of anything that isn't Sega, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. No, too. no. It's completely just, like, blown off everything. Yeah. I mean, the only oddity one there that you... Like, the only t- only oddity ones there that you would know are the Philips CDI. And that's because it's got ties with Nintendo. Yeah, it's because you got in YouTube and you look at... Yeah. My boy. <laughs> or, or, or the Commodore 64, which is even still, like, if you if you don't know too much history about like PC gaming, you won't know what a Commodore 64 is. Yeah. So, um, you know, apart from the Commodore 64, you had all these really niche consoles that you just, you don't even realize that actually been in existence. And they had some really unique systems to them. Mm. Like, again, like that card-based PC infrastructure where like, it was literally like as thin as a card. Well, not quite a card, but it was, uh, imagine like a really bulky, uh, a really large 3DS cartridge. Yep. And you slide it in like you do like a bank card into the PC. <laughs> yeah. It was really strange. But it, was it was just floppy disk, wasn't it? Uh it was Or was it a bit different? No, 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 no. It was it was like it was own sorry it was, it was its own sized card. Yeah. Yeah. But it was about as thick as a three D S cartridge. And you yeah. would slide it in like a bank card, like no joke, and then you would pull it out the same way. So it sounds like that EA controller you tagged me in the other day where you slide you pay away slide your credit card in yeah you pay away on the controller for your (laughs) EA microtransactions (laughs) yeah so um, we uh, had a lot of fun in the retrospect room we spent oh god maybe about at least five hours of the course of the convention yeah yeah we just went there and sat down and chilled out yeah it was a good place to sit down and chill out it really was and so was the indie games room I I feel like that was where like the most the most friendliness comes out of uh, the video gaming side of Avcon. It's easy to communicate with people in there and talk to them about the stuff that was going on in there. And um, yeah, so that's where we spent a lot of our time. But uh, we also uh, did an interview there, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did an interview with the uh, head of Team Retrospect, Will. He sat down and talked a bit about how how he gets all his consoles, what, you know, what they're about, and mm. all yeah. that fun stuff. How so he enjoys all the little oddities in gaming that are lost to time. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good to talk to him. He he had a lot of insight on that stuff. So. So, guys, hope you enjoy the interview with Will. All right, we're joined here uh, by Will from Team Retrospect. How are you going, Will? Not bad, guys. It's uh, lovely to be here. No worries. Um, we've been going around this booth for a little bit, just playing all the retro games, and it's actually been our first opportunity to play a virtual boy, which has been absolutely awesome, like, being able to play that. Like, even if... Uh, if we played it probably another 10 minutes, we might have got a headache. But. Really? Hey, look, what a fantastic console it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, have you had much opportunity to uh, play yeah, it the virtual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really love it. it it's the, the first real sort of VR system that yeah. came out in mainstream consoles. And a lot of people don't know this, but there's a little prism inside that flicks the screen from one eye to the other at an extremely fast refresh rate. Oh, and yeah. that's what gives yeah. you that horrible migraine-like headache. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So... Uh, Retrospect, what's it all about and what do you do? Oh, well, Team Retrospect is a, a cultural and educational association. So what we do is we try to preserve and uh, educate other people in retro consoles and paraphernalia. Um, we build museums like this. We hold panels and discussions about uh, 
all sorts of different retro aspects, the making of games, the making of consoles, and uh, we travel to all sorts of different cons around Australia. Fantastic. So how many cons do you go around? Do you go around to PAX? Uh, So we've been to PAX, yeah. We're heading off to GammaCon in a couple of weeks. Um, We've done a lot of time at Avcon here. This is our home base, so a lot of good fun. But uh, we also do a few little little things in community areas and and the like. Do you feel like a lot of people um, that come here are educated on the retro games, or is it mainly people who uh, might have grown up with them and they're coming back? I think it's half nostalgia feel. And I think the other half is um, older family members wanting to introduce their younger uh, siblings or children to the wonderful consoles that were around in their time. Uh, We find that a lot of kids, the ones that love playing Fortnite on the PlayStation and the Switch, um, they come and they sit down in front of the uh, Super Nintendos, the Famicoms, and they just get blown away by how detailed and interesting the games are. And you'll see kids that just are glued to the seats here. It's a really great feel when you see a dad telling their kid about how wonderful the game is and the kid's not listening because he's absorbed into it. You sort of don't notice until you come to a place like this, like how different, how much gaming's evolved over time. It's just really phenomenal. So, yeah, there's been a huge evolution in video games and we were actually just doing a panel a few moments ago about it, but um, there were a couple of years where they were talking about little pixel dots bouncing back and forth starting to get computers into the consoles. Funnily enough, it oversaturated around the 80s and the whole video game industry just died off. Yeah. It came back at the end of the 80s and man, we got Mega Drives, Sony Playstations, and it just boomed. Absolutely. But the variety is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you had to pick one of the more obscure consoles, so apart from the Nintendo, the Playstation, the Xbox, what little like interesting more like lesser known console would you choose? Oh look there's so many of them I mean there's the PC Engine which is a great Japanese console that's as big as a Playstation 1 CD case and they take tiny little trading card sized uh, game console cards which contain huge games, absolutely huge games it'd be the same sort of thing that you find on a Sega Saturn on a disc but also the Philips CDI, which is hands down one of the worst but most obscure consoles. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys know the Maboy meme from oh, uh, Legend yeah. of Zelda. Yep. Yeah. Well, Bryce here loves the Maboy meme. I absorbing that meme. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, well, the Philips CDI is the uh, offender for that situation. <laughs> yeah, plenty of uh, time on YouTube looking at YouTube poop. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But another one that'll throw you right out is uh, there's a new on console, which is basically a DVD player. Um, That's an absolute head trip to look at. (laughs) How do you go about acquiring all these consoles? Like, a lot won't... Like, for the Philips CDI, that is not an easy console to find. No, no, it's not. And uh, we've had a lot of connections all around the world. Um, We've got a lot of members that were either living in Japan or living in America sourcing items. But also, we keep our eyes on the sales online and try and pick them at their best. Absolutely. Oh, um, for anyone listening at home who's interested in retro games and like to get involved, like to see what you guys do, where can they go and find more information? Well, they can find more information on our wonderful website, www.retrospect.com.au. They can find us on Facebook and like our page, um, or they can contact us at secretary at retrospect.com.au. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Will, for taking your time any day to talk to us. Now, Bryce, uh, we also uh, went to the Nintendo Australia booth at Avcon and 
had a look around some of the games there. Um, it's funny because like a, a lot of their games are their games have been out for a while, so they're just showing off the the hits of the Wii on the Wii U. I was about to say, oh, honestly, you always <laughs> said the Wii U. No, because I was thinking Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> and I just said Wii U, but they, they had Splatoon two, they had Zelda, they just had like, the greatest hits of the Switch there, mm-hmm. just to show it off to someone who might not know what a Switch is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they weren't showing off anything new, but uh, I was talking to one of the girls there, and she said, "Oh, uh, have you played this?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I have." Um, have you played this? Yeah, I have. It's like, uh, have you played? Have you not played anything here? Like, no, I've, I think I've literally bought everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't, like, I haven't bought Donkey Kong, but I had it on Wii U. So yeah, it's the only thing I haven't bought I on the have. Switch. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny going to that booth, yeah. and we went and talked to uh, Jordan. Um, How he initially approached him was kind of funny, actually. Uh, yeah, he, he was manning the Zelda booth. Um, and he, uh, somebody just got done playing, they died or something. And <laughs> <laughs> some, some kid, like, no idea what they're doing. Like, no idea what they're doing. Zelda is not a game you jump into in a demo no. and learn. No. Cause I remember when we, f- I first started Zelda, I was like, this game is going to be, it's going to kick my ass. <laughs> and a couple of times it did. Like, you're like, all right, I'm going to try and hit these, blah, 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 these buddy people mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with, with an axe <laughs> and it does not work and whatever but yeah doing that in the demo situation where you don't have time to sort of go and try that again mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine no <laughs> no that. absolutely um, so, the, so the kid got finished uh, he hopped off the console and we were sitting there watching at the time and uh, jo- uh, Jordan hands us the controller he's like do you guys want to play and they're just like no we've put far too many hours in Zelda <laughs> well, we've played enough Zelda we don't yeah we've played enough Zelda I'm like I think I'm 200 hours <laughs> <laughs> like I don't need to play it so he's just like oh fair enough so he started playing himself and he was like uh, we've kind of been left with no weapons so I don't know exactly how we're going to tackle the uh, like the Bacoblin <laughs> Fortress that we've got here and then it's just like uh, you try bombs it's probably your only option or run away um, so we sort of got in a friendly conversation with him about Zelda and everything else going on around the place and that's how we sort of broke into talking with him yeah so we asked him we asked him said oh no, would you like to you know, be on our podcast just for a quick interview? And he said, "Oh, let me just go and go and ask if I'm allowed to." And he come back. He said, "Well, I'm the I'm the community manager, so I'm literally the only one you can talk to." Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> things went from there. Yeah. So we got to interview the community manager from Nintendo Australia, uh, Jordan. Uh, didn't catch his last name. So <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't. I don't actually think he mentioned his last name. No, no. no but the first name Jordan is fine with me. <laughs> so guys I hope you enjoy the interview with Jordan <laughs> alright we're talking to Jordan from Nintendo Australia how you going dude yeah good man how are you guys doing uh, yeah really good we're enjoying our AFCON yeah um, you've been working for a couple of hours already yep, yep. Had, had a full day of work yesterday so that was uh, yeah that was something <laughs> So, what's your role at Nintendo Australia, and what do you sort of uh, do? Uh, my my role at Nintendo Australia is the product and community coordinator. So, I actually have I have the job at Nintendo that everyone thinks we do at Nintendo. I play games, Sweet. so yeah. I play them pre-release. <laughs> so, I work with the marketing team to uh, show them what the game's about, what are the key points, what are the weaknesses, just anything that's going to be relevant to their marketing campaign. So I don't do bug testing or anything like that. I do find bugs and it's always hilarious. <laughs> so it's just so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, 
depends on how early the code is. So often yeah. uh, the code will be updated and I'll be able to play newer versions of the game as it comes out and see the game come to life. Oh, sweet. Yeah, which sweet. sometimes can be a bit of a spoiler because I'll be playing stuff and I can't talk to anyone about it. It's all very mm. confidential. I'm in a windowless room. I can't talk to anyone about the game. You know when a game first comes out and you're like, yeah, oh man, I'm yeah. just talking about it. Like when Zelda comes out, everyone's talking about how, how what they're doing in Zelda and it's all this different stuff. I'm just alone. <laughs> until the game comes out but then I get to enjoy watching people's reactions to what I've already played and it feels a lot more like a like a dad role I guess where I'm just like oh look at him go like it's that kind of <laughs> I stuff. remember awesome. when I was at that point yeah. yeah and I also work with my other part of the role is the community uh, side of things is where I work with the Splatoon communities and now the Smash communities as well to help oh, support them as being a lot more present like obviously we're at Avcon here we were here last year as well but we're in yeah. a lot more of a like let's just have fun and like show off the Switch and just yeah. we're not selling anything we're just showing off yeah because yeah. last year here you had like, you had like a few new games you had Mario Plus Rabbids and uh I can't remember quite what it was last Pocket year. Pocket Tournament Deluxe. Pocket Tournament, yeah. 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 Well, this year you're just showing off Splatoon, Mario Kart, Zelda, yeah. all your well, heavy hitters. It's a quite big booth this year. It's really nice, actually. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I like that the walls are lower as well and it's a lot more open. People can just come through. Yeah. They don't even have to play. They can just mm. yeah, absolutely. And see what the games are about, even yeah. if they're not confident enough yeah. to jump on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I just got a question about how uh, you, you get the games early. Do you get them like a similar time to Nintendo America? Or uh, No, Treehouse does get it because like, they're, they're full they dev. Yeah. Um, I'm more of like a branch. I'm yeah. just a tree yeah. branch compared to their tree house. Because they do like a lot of the translation. They do massive yeah. localization. I I get a lot of the stuff that they've done, um, and then I get to just pretty much just have fun with it. Yeah. Like totally oh, cool. unsupervised. Like I've been playing Octopath Traveler beforehand. Um, it's so good. It's such yeah. a good game if you can get it still. <laughs> I really want it. I really it's want it. It's such a nice game, but it will it, will, it consumes you. Yeah. 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 It's, sure. a, it's a big time thing. So like... My Twitter, yeah. my Twitter feed recently has just been Octopath Traveler, yeah, Octopath. like yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did get to work a little bit with Takahashi Sun and stuff at E3. So even though I didn't get it as early as America, I still got to talk with the devs and see oh, what, like, because that's what they do a lot of with their localization. Whereas I just get to ask them really obscure, weird spec questions, like, <laughs> like about how what's the priority for attacker for this captured creature if I'm using Lind as the hunter and that kind of thing. Just stuff that only yeah. they would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, oh, so so cool. there's some stuff, but I don't have like direct input in the development or localization. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. So thank you very much to Jordan for her setting aside the time to talk with us uh, on our podcast. And I also want to thank uh, Nintendo for putting up a booth at Avcon. They, they do that most... They do it most years. There's a couple of years that they've skipped out for whatever reason, whether it be, you know lack of releases or something like that in that particular time or uh, demos to display. Yeah. Um, but it certainly helps out... It certainly helps out the Avcon convention and, you know, draws people uh, to come to it more just as just as them alone. And they're the only company, major company that does yeah. put up a stall there. Uh, watching, watching the people play anything from Mario Tennis to Splatoon, they were playing Salmon Run a lot there and... Uh, <laughs> They had Mario Kart there for people to play or Captain Toad and I'm pretty sure they had Sushi Striker up as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, um it it's it's really good it's really good for the convention in general and it's it's great for us because we love seeing people obviously enjoy Nintendo mm-hmm. Nintendo gaming. Um and talking to the employees of Nintendo even just seeing uh seeing what they think of their own games. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like what Avcon 
differs from something like PAX or Comic-Con is it doesn't have these big companies there. Yeah. I feel that's a good thing, but if there's going to be one company to be there showing off their games... I'm glad it's Nintendo. I'm glad it's Nintendo because... They're homely. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they feel like they can fit in anywhere. Like just sort of... Like if you go to PAX or somewhere, like a, a lot of the PC... Uh, companies they've got like their big doof doof music playing they're like oh look at the power you know, they've got the lava lamps <laughs> set up like oh look at this turbo calling but Nintendo it's just like come in sit in the beanbag play some games play some Captain Toad mm-hmm. um, if you lose at Captain Toad you know we're not going to bite your head off <laughs> <laughs> someone might you might have a five year old kid going the, <laughs> the pixel toad's on the left can't you see it <laughs> god damn it salmon run <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have to sh- you have to throw the grenade in the buckets idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh god get serious Nintendo games are serious business just remember that people <laughs> um, but you know we talked to a, we talked to a couple of the guys there demonstrating stuff off and um, they were all really lovely and talking to them was like talking to our peers <laughs> um, in how much we love Nintendo and you know the games that come out of it so um, I appreciate the time that we got to spend talking with Jordan and and we got some cool posters there too and the posters they were handing out free A A was A3 size, A3 size posters yeah. so we got like eight posters each of like all the different games Mario Tennis Zelda that were Mario yeah. Mario Kart yeah. they didn't have any Sushi Striker ones which sunk but yeah oh, they didn't did they no they I didn't I would have liked a Sushi Striker well one. they had what did they have they had Mario Odyssey Zelda Mario Kart Splatoon <laughs> Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, missing anything. Yeah, we're missing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I don't know. But uh, they were really, they were really good posters, and like, you know, it saved saved me going around looking for more stuff to hang on my wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the free stuff. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Nintendo. You were great, and thank you, thank you, Jordan, for pulling the Zelda ones out from the back and giving us one each. <laughs> yeah, because you had to play the game to actually get those ones. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they were in short supply. So, you gave us one anyway. Yeah, awesome. So, thank you, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, so we'll, we'll cap it off now. Avcon, like you hadn't been there in a few years. Did you have fun? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we we did end, we did end up doing an extra th- uh, extra couple things that took up a little less time, but they were equally as fun, obviously. Uh, we went and played... Uh, you went and played Mario Maker, for example. Um, on stage, yeah. On stage. We went and uh, played <laughs> Smash with the Smash community. We went and watched... Uh, I went and watched a couple speedruns, uh, like short forgot, ones. Yeah, We forgot about that Mario Maker. <laughs> Basically, you had to go up on stage and you had to make a level and you had to beat it. Mm-hmm. Within three goes, mm-hmm. and people were just like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an underwater stage, and I'm just gonna swim over everything." <laughs> and like when, when the controller got given to me, I'm like, "No, no, no, no!" Turned it to the original Mario Bros. Turned the water stage off, and I was just like, "I'm gonna put bob bombs and hammer bros everywhere, and just try and get through it. <laughs> try and get through it. If, if I if I die, you know, whatever. If I win, I'm a hero." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, did it. not win. Died. No, <laughs> I got, got about halfway each time. I'm like, yeah, because I put like. As many hammer bros as would fit on the stage. Mm-hmm. Was that a smart idea? No, no. But <laughs> as a, <laughs> and I only had a mushroom, didn't have a fire flower or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Should have just given myself a star. Damn it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? You just do like. Yeah, they're just like, how is he going to complete this level? Put a star in a box. <laughs> Next minute. Yeah. Just run it, literally. Yeah. So, um, 
And we also attended a couple of the panels that went on as well when we had the spare time. Yeah, the panels so, were great, yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, went and saw the Zelda Universe panel. Shout out to those guys. They did a really good job on the panel. Uh, Drew won in a Zelda Amiibo I won an Amiibo, yeah. He won an Amiibo for an answering question. So that'll be something you can keep with him forever. One I didn't have either. I got the Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, Amiibo. yeah, yeah. For answering, um, what was it? How do you get the hard mode in the original Zelda? <laughs> yep, yeah. You had to type your name as Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I think I know it, but I'm like, Bryce, is this right? I'm like, yes, yeah, so that's right. Because like, I doubted myself. Yeah. <laughs> I need more self confidence. Why don't Why don't you tell me? Why don't you praise me more often, Bryce? Oh, sorry, my dear emperor. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't em- know how to praise. See, I was, I was with you until you said emperor. You're just kissing my ass now. I don't yeah, like exactly. it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it at all. Uh, we also we also capped off our convention. Uh, we went and we we missed we missed the first part of it. We went to the uh, cosplayers. Um, cosplayers panel where uh, all four of the major cosplayers were there and they talked about um, them doing their thing and pushing pushing their craft and uh, doing their thing <laughs> doing their thing pushing their craft and uh, going overseas and doing competitions and stuff like that and that was great uh, immediately after followed the panel with uh, Spike and Neil where we talked a little bit more that was a great panel. That was a great panel. Yeah. It was fun. Where people got to answer, uh, ask their own questions and stuff like that. Uh, and they were just answered there. And that that was recorded live and stuff and put up on Avcon's page. So, you know, those panels were awesome. But unfortunately, those three panels were the only ones we could catch in time. Um, we were busy running around everywhere else. Uh, the merch stalls are fantastic. I bought a Master Sword for 65 bucks. That thing is brilliant. And after you unbox it when you got home... And like you come over and just like took it out of its holder and you like put it up to my neck and said you're gonna die. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a steel blade. It was beautiful. I was like, wow, I can't believe I bought this. So when thing. you said you bought a master sword, I thought you just meant like, oh, you've got like some foam thing which you're gonna like, <laughs> no, no, no. which which you're gonna like smack on the fridge a couple of times and just chuck it outside. <laughs> and your daughter's probably gonna chew it on it, chew on it. No, it's, it's a proper thing. <laughs> yeah. So where have you got it? Have you, are you displaying it or what? I haven't. I'm not displaying it yet, but I will eventually. So what I want you to do is, so I want you to just stab it in the ground right in front of the TV. <laughs> so then your missus has to try and pull it out. Hang your controllers off of it on their one. That's that's no way. There's no way to treat the uh, legendary master sword <laughs> as, as a coat hanger. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, among the merch stalls, there was a lot there. Unfortunately, there was no video game selling ones. This they really year. weren't, were they? No. no, usually, usually there's a like a, a like a game traders Mar- like game traders Marion puts up a store yeah, or something like that. Last year they had uh, cash converters and they yeah. had they had heaps of Game Boys and Game Boy games and the old retro stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I ended up spending way too much money. I bought <laughs> I bought a, like a Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color. Uh, I think I got Pokemon Silver. And Pokemon Red. How much did that cost you, Drew? Oh, enough, two hundred something bucks. <laughs> like a fair bit. Yeah, and they yeah. also had a there was like an arts and crafts thing where they had uh, clear Pokeballs and they put like figures in there and put like trees and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And they made it look really awesome. And I've yeah. got like a Pikachu wearing a Red's hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there was only anime stuff this year, like, like stuff yeah. like posters, figures. Yeah, it was mostly anime stuff this year, and like. You know, that, that's not to the discredit of anything, but I would have liked to have seen more video game stuff. No. I, I'm, I'm, that's not the convention's fault either. Like, that's no, just no, the, no. That's just who rocks up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It depends depends on whoever comes up. But I got my Master Sword, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. That thing was a brilliant purchase. I was happy because I didn't, I didn't need to spend the money. So. <laughs> no, yeah. I remember last, like, last year, as I said, I bought the Game Boy, I bought the 
Pikachu thing. I bought. Uh, I went to Artist Alley. I bought a huge Persona Five mouse pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I bought heaps of stuff that year. Posters. This year I went no posters. I've got enough to hang up. Mm-hmm. Let alone the new ones I got from Nintendo for free. Yeah. At their yeah. booth. Mm-hmm. Um. So, no. Great. Like great year for Avcon. I can't wait till next year. Yeah. Um, no, and like especially fantastic. just the first time for our experience going there and being able to as media, yeah. As I, I, w- I would like to shout out to the guys too that they did a really great job treating us as media. Thank you so much. I, d- I don't, I don't think we deserve that much, <laughs> that much praise of being media. But yeah. um, you know, uh, they were very nice. They Every, set us up yeah. with everything we need, and we had a place to store our equipment if we needed it. So thank you very much, guys. You did a absolute bang up job of. Every, us yeah. well. Every time I say media, we went there as media. I can't help but to go like quotations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're we're uh, this is Drew and Bryce. We're from the House of Murray. We're media. media. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean media? Oh, we uh, we interview people and put it on our podcast. <laughs> I have a laptop and two microphones. We're media. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, they um. Yeah, they were absolutely fantastic to us. So thank you so much to uh, Team Avcon for being absolutely brilliant. Uh, you guys were fantastic, and yeah, it the, went really smoothly this year. And and yeah. the staff and the staff we got to talk to as well, who spent a little time talking to us, are also fantastic. So thank yeah, you, really friendly, all volunteers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. a lot of them have been doing it for two, three years. Exactly, this is a volunteer event, and yeah. you know they for, for for by all means they <laughs> they don't have to treat us like they're being paid, but they they do pretty much. So thank you guys for just being out outstanding, honestly, yeah. outstanding people in general. Yeah, and that's why I love the convention. Just everyone's so happy to be there. Everyone's so happy to communicate and talk with one another. Yeah, absolutely. most people. Are. I'm sure there's some people in the corners just wanting to play their 3ds and get the street passes <laughs> and get the hell out of there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I, I suppose that wraps it up for me. And yeah, no, it does for me too. Can't wait to can't wait to. Um, turn up again next year hopefully I guess the next adventure for us is PAX as far as taking the podcast yes, on the road yes let's hope we can get in there <laughs> yeah let's hope we can get in there Yeah, I'm looking forward to PAX as well so. yeah can't wait for PAX yeah. um, but uh, you know uh, I, I, I could do I could do the same couple conventions every year and um, Avcon would be in those couple so yeah well, for me, it's uh, Avcon and PAX. Yeah. So one trip to Adelaide, one trip to Melbourne. You know, we li- we live in like a small little rural town, so it's nice to get to the city every now and again. And and look, I'd I'd love I'd love to do them every year. I'd love to do them every year. Um. So let's hope we can see a sort of trend going forward and yeah, attending them. That'll be great. Yeah, especially can't wait for PAX because it's when it's like heaps of people get together. And it's like when a lot of our friends get together and go to Melbourne so like PAX is one of the times each year where you know, the one time each year we get to see them yeah yeah exactly yeah like all the 8-bit crew and like the Explosion Network and I guys I have met them yet so exactly that's like, going to be interesting you'll you get to meet them so you get to have a crack of beer with them or you won't get the crack of beer but they'll pour a beer they'll give it to you then you'll get to drink it with them <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it a poured beer does it no <laughs> you get to blow the froth off it, together it, it, it tastes it tastes better though <laughs> It tastes a lot better. Yeah. It tastes a lot better, but uh, I can't wait to hang out with this guy's uh, compacts time. So let's hope let's you're going to get the freshest furphy you have ever tasted. Oh, I'm so keen for that. You have no idea. It's just like just rolled from Geelong. The kegs just, <laughs> just rolled. They just dropped it off the hill in Geelong. <laughs> rolled all the way down to Melbourne. <laughs> Landed in the bar. Oh, the furphy, furphy deliveries come. I can imagine. It just no. It rolls down the hill, just into the bar, just smashes against the bar. The, <laughs> the keg just explodes. <laughs> <He> just, 
<laughs> just wring it out of your hair into your mouth. But yeah, she's fresh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 55. You can find me at iDruby on Twitter. You can find Bryce at Bryce Witt. And you actually, fi- that's changed. Oh, what have you changed it to? It has actually changed. It's changed to correlate with my, uh, my other thing, which I'm plugging, which is my Twitch. Oh, yes. Um, so my... my uh, my at at the moment is at IV Revin, I-V-R-E-V-I-N, mm-hmm. um, which is also the same name you can use to find me on Twitch. Uh, I'm going to start streaming more often now, sort of get my ropes on it. I've got uh, some equipment coming to uh, sort of fit my microphone a bit better, keep mm-hmm. it closer to my mouth, can move it away. <laughs> yep. You know, all the nice things that you would want when you're streaming and don't want to sit in the same position for several hours like I've done twice now. <laughs> How's your neck? Uh, it's it's not my neck that's the problem. It's my back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I'm like an old man at this point. I'm just like <laughs> hunched over, hunched over, like. Planning to go buy Chronicles today. <laughs> Which uh, while while I'm here, while I'm here talking about it real quick, uh, thanks to the Discord community for jumping in to chat and saying hello and even sticking around for hours. Uh, Metadox woke up at. Uh, four o'clock in the what, what was it three or four o'clock in the morning the other morning and it's just like oh Bryce's streams on I might have a look and he ended up staying there till seven like six a.m. were you on there at that time huh were you on there at four o'clock in the morning yeah man catching those Americans or what, what what's yeah up? man I got, I got American friends who <laughs> liked watching so that's... catching those Americans catching those Americans um gotta get up like catch those Americans oh, I was I was surprised to see Metadox at three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the oh. morning whatever it was Oh. <laughs> is it school or what no 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 it was uh, Saturday night so oh, yeah. Saturday night, Saturday night so I'm into Sunday morning <laughs> so um, yeah uh, th- thank you uh, thank you guys for jumping in and uh, giving me the support that I want um, and need and would dearly appreciate yeah absolutely um, go and support Bryce give him give him a I'll be streaming a lot more yeah. well, you, you're mainly uh, streaming Xenoblade at the moment are you uh, yeah but um, what as, are you going to move on to as of, as of as of tonight which this episode will come out after that's done I'm starting Octopath Traveler fresh oh, yeah. so you'll be on that for a while yeah okay awesome. I have not touched that I have not even touched the demo yep so I'm very keen to get See, into I, it I actually preloaded Octopath and I haven't touched it yet <laughs> But uh, I'm next episode, episode 56, next week. I'm really looking forward to that because we're going back to basics and we're just going to be talking about the games we've been playing we've over been playing. the last you know, three weeks or however long. We could have some basic weeks. Yeah, we need some basic weeks. <laughs> uh, before we hit packs and then... Because so, I've actually played a lot of games since then. Mm-hmm. Like WarioWare's come out this week. You've got Octopath Traveler. Hopefully I've played it um, as well by then. I've uh, got Hollow Knight, Luminous... Uh, yeah, heaps of games. A lot of stuff that a lot of stuff that's really good, but it's sort of just can't, gone under the rug at the moment because we were at Avcon. Mm. Um, so we'll get to talk about them, and I'm like, looking forward to that. The last few weeks, I'm looking at my Switch, being like, you know, this isn't just a, you know, a secondary console now. This is th- you can get a Switch and just play Switch. You don't need mm-hmm. anything else now. Like looking like, if I want to play something online, I'm looking between Fortnite, Paladins, and Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then when Smash and you know Mario Kart Knights and that get added to that, you're like, well, that's a lot of online games. Which speaking, are- speaking of Paladins, can't wait to talk about that now that that's free yeah. to play. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, you've got heaps of single player games. You got you like Mario and Zelda, which are going to take you for hours. Let alone you know Okami's coming out soon. There's heaps of stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's way- there's there's too much stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, back yeah. to the plugs. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it more next week. Yeah, so you mentioned the Discord. Thank you very much to everybody in the Discord. It means a lot to us being able to uh, jump in there every day and have a conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I absolutely love our Discord, actually. Yeah, like, I do. I know <laughs> it, it, it's so small, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. Being in there, talk to Jamie and Meta and Luke. Yeah, absolutely. And Tam and, yeah, all those guys. Everybody that jumps in. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Blight, every now and again, you see him in there. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate all you guys. Thank you for being a community that we love so dearly. Yeah. Honestly. Um, we uh, can't wait to push forward in the future and hope you stick with us. Yeah, if you don't, well, I'm sorry that we, we failed you. <laughs> I'm sorry that we failed you. Oh, you may brass cry, don't leave. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we'll leave it there. This week's Nintendo Jukebox is from Team Nightmare Fun Time. Ooh, Nightmare Fun Time. <laughs> <laughs> They're on YouTube and they've got a, a Splatoon 2 remix called Ultra Spicy Calamari Inclination. Interesting. Yeah. Ultra Spicy Calamari Inclination. <laughs> that didn't work for you, did it? No, no. <laughs> my, my tongue got tied. Anyway, guys, go onto YouTube, check them out, give them a like, give them a subscribe, give them just give them stuff. Send, send them a old Yoshi figurine you've got in your drawer. I don't know. Send them that ready ready Pikachu doll you've had since you were two and it's got baby food all over it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it must be like a Thomas the Tank Engine train. My mum put on top of a birthday cake <laughs> and it had uh, ice not ice cream. It had icing in in its wheels for years. <laughs> Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next week. With a fresh, normal episode. Stay fresh. Stay fresh. Don't get cooked, stay off the hook. <laughs> <laughs>